Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 90 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. I'm Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And episode 90 is entitled Mortgages. It's the payoff, not the payment. I like I that. want a low payment. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. You can afford the payment, right? You can yeah. do whatever you want. That's right. <laughs> what if the payment never goes away? That's different, yeah, right? Yeah, that's another problem. Are you yeah. leasing your house or are you buying your house? That's that's point. kind of a good comparison. Yeah, I like that. When you when you lease a car, the car payment never stops. Right. And over time, it's going to go up, actually, right? Yeah, it does. Because the price of the car is going up, and that's the driver of the lease payment. Maybe you get lucky here and there with a lower payment, but the payment will never stop. Yeah, over long periods of time, it's definitely going to be more to continue leasing it. So if you have a 30-year mortgage, Going to take a long time to pay off that house, mm -hmm. and rates keep going down, so people keep refinancing. Mm -hmm. And every time I refinance, I get a lower payment. Right. I wouldn't do the refinance without a lower payment. Right. But every time I refinance, let's say every three years, mm -hmm. today I have 27 years left, mm -hmm. and now I refinance into a new 30 year. Yeah. So you see what I'm doing. Yeah. 10 years ago, I had 30 years left. Right. And today, I have 30 years left. Yeah. Because I just cared about the payment going down. Right. What did I do with the payment savings? Oh. I took some vacations. I was going to say, you didn't take it and put it uh, additional on the principal? That's what I would do. <laughs> as most people. I'm the most disciplined, laser focused person <laughs> you might know. So you know I did. Yeah. But what did you do? You know, what did you do, right? Right. Did you go on vacation? Did you buy a TV? Right. right. 95 times out of 100, we see people take a deep breath. Now, now they can loosen the belt a little bit because mm -hmm. there's more money in the, in the monthly cash flow and they find a way to, to spend it. Maybe they get that nicer leased car or they take a vacation or, or whatever it is. They, it's pretty easy to spend that couple hundred dollars that you are now uh, saving. Sure is. Right? Called creeping. Yep. Lifestyle creep. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. That's a good one. So uh, if you have not listened to the episode I did with Sean Presnell about mortgages, that's worth listening to. Mm -hmm. I actually listened to it this morning to prep myself for today. And it was about two years ago, but it all, it holds perfectly true today. Yeah. Uh, it's episode like 38 or something. It's right there in the, in the 30s. Um, but uh, we're not gonna rehash that one. We're gonna mm -hmm. talk about, you know, really focus on the payment versus the payoff right now for today. So. Why keep kicking the can down the road? Let's refinance to a shorter term so we don't keep getting stuck with new 30-year term. You don't want to be retiring at 65 with a brand new 30-year. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If you originally were on track to have that mortgage paid off by the time you were 60, and then you do the three-year refinance thing, and now it's 63, do it again, 66, and pretty soon you're going to be in a tough spot wanting to retire, but still having a pretty good chunk of mortgage left to pay on. I think that's really smart to, to look at it that way because so many people refinance and they're, like you said, they're so excited that the payment went down, mm -hmm. right? But they don't shorten the term. Yeah. All the, you know, they don't use the lower rate to, 
to shorten the term and the payment, they spread it out over more time again. Now the meeting that we just had, they were talking about uh, not refinancing, but moving. Mm -hmm. And so age 50, we said, hey, wouldn't it be nice to do a 15 year mortgage or a 10 year mortgage? Yeah. And I think that cash flow, right, was pretty good, they could have done it. Mm -hmm. But he said, well, I want a 30 year mm -hmm. because what happens if we have job uncertainty, mm -hmm. right? What if we lose one of our incomes right. that we don't expect? And I get that. But what you can do is pay extra. Mm -hmm. And we can do those amortization calculations to see if you have a 30-year mortgage, how much extra do you have to pay each month? Now, the problem with this is most people, probably like 80%, mm -hmm. would say that. And then every month, something would come up. Right which would stop them and prohibit them from actually making that extra payment. Yeah. Put, do it, I'll do it next month, right? Yeah. Next month I'll have extra. Yeah. yeah. And every month there's an excuse. Mm -hmm. But some people are disciplined enough, okay, yeah. where they, they will do it. Mm -hmm. And I can tell the difference. Like, yeah. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, you can do it, okay? I, yeah. But I, you know what? other and people, it, I don't know. Yeah, and, and for me it was, that is 100% true, and I mean, a lot of people can share the same story, right? If you look at that very first mortgage payment that comes in and you realize of the, we'll say $1,000 you're paying, maybe 150 of it goes to the principal and the rest goes to interest, yeah. right? And I thought, well, this is crazy. From the very first payment, I thought, I'm gonna put down a couple hundred bucks extra. And you do that enough, and before you know it, I mean, your term is cut in half. I think people drastically underestimate the value of putting additional towards the principal. Especially early on. Early in the mortgage, yeah. Yeah, early on, it's kind of like reverse. It's like the magic of compound interest, Yeah. the magic of compound amortization. Right. And if you do a 30-year, the magic is all on the bank's side of the table. Mm -hmm. Right, they're almost, like you say, almost all that payment is pure profit for them. But if we pay extra, it means that it's more balanced early yeah. on. And then by the end, you're in great shape yeah. with saving 15 years. You know, if your payment's $1,000 a month and you're saving 15 years of payments, that's $180,000 of interest savings. Right. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it really is remarkable. I've had a, I just ran a calculation for a client uh, a couple weeks ago and I t told her it was an extra $300 added to her check, shortened it from a 30 down to a 15 year and she thought, I can't, I can't believe it's that big of a difference. Yeah. So I think when you realize that and that clicks, you know, she'll be disciplined enough to, to do that because she knows and she realizes the impact of it. So a couple, a couple uh, you know, uh, suggestions would be shorten the term, right? Mm -hmm. You know. And you don't have to refinance to shorten the term. You can do the calculations and we can help you to make yeah. sure it's worth it. But if you can shorten the term and lower the rate and everything, that's one way. Mm -hmm. um, if you're many years into your loan, maybe it does not make sense to refinance. Maybe it makes sense to just pay extra, mm -hmm. right? By paying extra, you're artificially lowering the interest rate anyway, right? right? So like, if you make one extra payment per year, you're cutting off don't hold me to this, but something like seven years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Seven like a 30 years, becomes yeah. 23. Okay. Right. And then if you do, you know, some uh, servicing companies will do bi-weekly payments. So every two weeks and twice a month instead of once a month, mm -hmm. the payment comes out. And it might be that same $1,000, but it's 500. But, right. Spreads it but you're paying, more. you know, we're paying the interest in arrears. So you're always cutting the amount of interest each month. Mm -hmm. And that shaves a few years off. Right. Now, for a, for a 
normal sized loan, like a couple hundred thousand with a low rate, like right now, like in the 3% range, I did some math. The bi-weekly one doesn't save you very much, mm -hmm. but if you have like a million dollar mortgage, mm -hmm. every little, you know, it's huge, right? Yeah. So even if you're at 3%, doing those bi-weeklies can really make a difference. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, make one extra payment per year, do the bi-weeklies, what else? Um, treat it like a 15, mm -hmm. okay? What if you need money out of your house? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell one thing you hear a lot of people want to do cash out when they refi, right? Which raises your rate. Can, can be a real problem. Closing yeah. costs. Right, right. But, um, you know, the, the home equity line is always there as an opportunity to, mm -hmm. to take money out of the equity as well. So don't, don't think you're you're stuck, right? If you put additional into the, to pay down the principal quicker, it doesn't mean that money's gone forever, right? There's ways yeah. to access it if you need to. The, the home equity line of credit is a great tool. Yeah. All right. What if, let's say I have uh, a $200,000 mortgage mm -hmm. and I have the 200,000 extra in the bank or in my investment account or whatever. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to pay off, right? We've been talking about payoff. Mm -hmm. Right? Does it make sense yeah. to take that cash and pay off the house? Yeah, I think that's one of the bigger questions we get with regards to mortgage and low rates and things like that, right? But uh, I think that there is a certain amount of risk that comes with carrying debt. And I think that that can't be underestimated. So I think you can definitely make a case to pay down or pay off completely that mortgage amount um, and just get rid of it, knock it out. Now, of course, that's not a blanket recommendation. Right. But you and I both think along the same lines as like a, they call it, I call it a debt hawk, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't like it. Right. More yeah. like, I'm like a Dave Ramsey guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, Dave Ramsey has some, some interesting points, but uh, you know, the one, one that he says, so let's use that same example. If you have 200,000 in the bank and a $200,000 mortgage, um, you know, flip it on its side, right? If, what if you had, already paid the house off, so now you have no mortgage, would you go to the bank and borrow $200,000 just so you can invest it? Or put it in the bank. Yeah, or put it in the bank. Absolutely <laughs> not. People wouldn't do that. Uh, unanimously, almost, people answer that question, no, yet yeah. they struggle with it the other way, right. taking the money out to pay down the debt. Sounds like a psychology question. Yeah, yeah. but I think I, I took two psychology way, classes, did, did they so I might... Yeah, it helps me a lot. <laughs> no. it, it, might, it might help me yeah. answer the question. People like seeing large amounts in the bank, yeah, right? And makes if you, them feel good, right? If I try to take it away, they're like, no, don't, yeah. don't let me have. Well, look, you have a home equity line. They have a checkbook attached right. to it. Let's just stop paying interest on the house. We're not getting interest in that bank account. Right. And if you need the money, write, it, write yourself a check on the HELOC. It's there, yeah. Yes. So I think that, you know, when you look at it from both sides, it can maybe shape the way you think about that, that yeah. question. So Dave, right, is way more motivating mm -hmm. than I could ever be when it comes yeah. to like inspiring people to pay off their debt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to focus just on mortgages here, but, but in my own experience, okay, mm -hmm. we bought a lot of property in 2005, six, seven, Mm -hmm. And we bought it right, right, paying, tw saving up, putting the 20% down, and then renting it out. And then 2008, you know, the, literally the properties went down by half, right? Yeah. And people weren't paying because they lost their job. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and I my income went down, right? And so it put me in a very bad, I had a very bad feeling mm-hmm. going through that for many reasons, but specifically to debt. So coming out of that, that was kind of like my Dave Ramsey moment, yeah. right? Like I realized that no matter how strong your foundation is, debt can still sink you, Yeah. right? You could be making great money, you could have a great portfolio, whatever the case may be, the debt load never goes away. And well, it you have the power to make it go away over time, but if the economy tanks and you have the debt load all at the same time, you could be in big trouble. Yeah, what, what happens if there's an unforeseen job loss or the income is decreased? I mean, a lot of people took a pretty big pay cut during the you know COVID shutdowns and all that, right? Mm-hmm. If you kept this big mortgage around thinking you'll always be able to pay it, and what happens if something unforeseen happens and now you can't service that, that, mor- that, that mortgage payment anymore, it can put you in a really bad spot. And also, over the last 20 years, right, I've counseled people to, to make extra payments on their mortgage and to actually pay it off. And I say, look, trust me, Jim, when you make that last payment, you're going to be so excited, mm-hmm. right? The feeling that you're going to have yeah. is, out, is just joy, right? Yeah. No more payments. And after it's done, right, we have a conversation and they never regret it. Mm-hmm. Never. Right. And so, hey, look, you might be able to make more in your investment account than, than your 3% or even like 2.75% mortgage these days. Right. But, hey, um, nothing's guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you might, you know, you are guaranteeing yourself a 3% return when you pay off your house. Yeah. That's a guarantee because it's, an, it's not what you're not have to pay yeah. anymore. But we don't know what we're going to make in the investment account. And yeah, we probably will make more than 3% over time mm-hmm. if we're doing our job. But uh, I still don't want to have that payment, you know? Right. And the risk associated with it. You can't underestimate the risk involved with carrying debt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's see. I think that we covered all of our topics that we want to. Yeah. I think we're good. I think so. So let's nail the, the clothes, okay? All right. All right. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please subscribe. Where can we subscribe? You know where people can subscribe? Can't they, they see our podcast through our app too, right? Yeah, that's right. Download the app. Download the nice app plug. and you can see our, uh, our podcast there. Or and the Podbean app or uh, podcast app. Peak whatever. Wealth. Peak Wealth is what you want yep. to see. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We got in trouble for using management at the end of it because you don't find it with management. It's just <laughs> Peak Wealth, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so where can people learn more about us? On our website. Which PWM.com. As in peak wealth management, right? Yeah. Now, uh, the last thing is, if you have a portfolio over 500000 and you'd like a second opinion on your investments or your financial plan, retirement plan, you can schedule an appointment at peakwm.com slash Nick. Slash Jim, maybe, too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe. I have the scheduling link on mine as well. Okay. Peakwm.com slash Jim. There right? you go. And what would a second opinion look like? Just a come in and, and uh, you know update us on the situation we get a feel for what uh, you have going on and and give you our opinions on it we can you can do that pretty conveniently through you can um, take the online risk form, quiz yeah the risk quiz but our form site allows yeah. you to give us some details upload some of the details the, yeah understand what the goals are yeah and then see if we if we keep doing what we're doing you know in 10 years right. what will we be happy how does it look are we yeah. on the right track or not yeah 
And the sooner you do it, the more opportunity you have to make changes, which ultimately makes it a better result. Just like paying more on your mortgage, right? That's right. Bigger impact Early the earlier on. you do it. It's Early the same on. for financial planning. Okay, and to tease next episode, episode 91, is going to be about lifestyle creep, redux. One of my favorite topics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.